0: hello my friends today we're in psalm 109 it's a psalm of david i'm going to read it to you from the niv my god whom i praise do not remain silent for people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me they've spoken against me with lying tongues with words of hatred they surround me they attack me without cause in return for my friendship they accuse me but I am a man of prayer they repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy let an accuser stand at his right hand when he is tried let him be found guilty and may his prayers condemn him may his days be few may another take his place of leadership may his children be fatherless and his wife a widow may his children be wandering beggars may they be driven from their ruined homes may a creditor seize all he has may strangers plunder the fruits of his labor may no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children may his descendants be cut off may their names be blotted out from the next generation May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their name from the earth. For he never thought of doing a kindness, but hounded to death the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. He loved to pronounce a curse, may it come back on him. He found no pleasure in blessing. May it be far from him. He wore cursing as his garment. It entered into his body like water, into his bones like oil. May it be like a cloak wrapped about him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, those who speak evil of me. But you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees give way from fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand. That you Lord have done it while they curse may you bless may those who attack me be put to shame but may your servant rejoice may my accusers be clothed with disgrace as wrapped in shame as in a cloak and wrapped in shame as in a cloak with my mouth I will greatly extol the Lord in the great throng of worshipers I will praise him for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. All right, so Psalm 109 addresses how to deal with the experience of being treated Falsely, uh, how to deal with people spreading lies about you, how to keep contempt and outrage from eating you alive when you've been betrayed and people you've let into your inner world proved untrustworthy. Uh, we get a sketch of the character assassin in Psalm 109. Uh, so, Verses one through five bring about uh, the the complaint about this act of betrayal. In in return for my friendship, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. Again, it opens up these alternative ways of responding. Already, and then verses six through twenty are are just the the cringeworthy section of uh, imprecatory psalms. You know, appoint someone evil to oppose them. Let an accuser, a Satan, uh, stand at his right hand. And there's a picture of this in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. May his own prayers condemn him. So it alludes to that uh, this person who's being identified here is a person who is uh, identifying as uh, religious, as faithful. Verse 8 Uh, is picked up in Acts 1 verse 20 and applied to Judas for Peter said it is written in the book of Psalms may his place be deserted let there be no one to dwell in it and may another take his place of leadership Uh, verses 9 through 16 uh, really identify how uh, sin has a ripple effect uh, to closest relationships and Uh, across generations and so there is uh, an outward uh, desire for um, present disgrace to be felt uh, that would halt this person in their tracks but also that the effect of sin uh, would carry through uh, the generations um and may their sins always be before the lord verse 15 um Yeah, Uh, verses uh, 16 and following uh, kind of identify two sides of the same coin. He never thought of doing kindness. That's a sin of omission. Uh, James 4 reminds us, if you know better, you should do better. Uh, That's a paraphrase, of course. Um, And then uh, verse 17 of Psalm 109 says, He loved to pronounce a curse and may it come back on him. Uh, This is about uh, sins of commission, uh, wrong things uh, that you do. Um, So Derek Kidner said, The passages on which we may be tempted to sit in judgment have the shocking immediacy of a scream to startle us into feeling something of the desperation which produced them. And... um, Yeah, Uh, John Golding picks up on a similar note. He says, if we ourselves are not the people who need to pray it, we are called to put ourselves into the position of people who need to do so. This identification is particularly chilling if we imagine people in other parts of the world praying it about us who live in the Western world indeed the importance of the psalm to us often emerges when we realize we play a different role in them from the one we assume we are the people psalms complain about not the people who have the right to complain and it may be one of the reasons the psalms make us feel uncomfortable so uh lean into the discomfort in other words uh but but then there's a there's a turn uh, that takes place in verse 21 but you sovereign lord help me for your name's sake um, so what's remarkable about this is you take these as the words of David and then you compare this to how David actually responded to people like Saul and Absalom and Shimei who wronged him greatly who spoke poorly of him uh, and who sought his life and David actually uh, exhibited uh, an uncommon generosity, even when under attack, uh, which was a foreshadowing of uh, great David's greater son, Jesus, um, and the turn, but you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. And so uh, the turn is is prayer, and this is that uh, Romans 12 kind of turn that that takes place. It's the, uh, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay. And then uh, Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Uh, certainly on the other side of Jesus, this looks differently, but prayer uh, forms a bridge. Uh, and, and the role of prayer uh, it's kind of revealed um, in those verses uh, where the where the prayer begins. For I'm poor and needy. My heart is wounded. I fade away like an evening shadow. Verse 23. I'm shaken off like a locust. Um, uh, David depicts himself as a puny and repulsive creature who is doubly humiliated. Not only has the original thing uh, happened. But the contempt is just poisoning his heart and and withering his soul and life. And uh, that's why we got to pray these things uh, in order to deal with them. Uh, John Goldingay writes, how do you deal with an experience of being treated falsely? We might think there are two alternative ways. Either you go in for the action of the victims of that fictional or real life Uh, Swindler, you take action to get your own back or you suck it up and turn the other cheek. Along with other parts of the scripture, Psalm 109 thinks that you pray. You do suck it up, but you batter on God's chest about it. You're right to be enraged and you are entitled to express your rage rather than pretending it does not exist, but you express it to God. Um, So... But as we connect these Psalms to Jesus, especially Psalm 109, uh, then we get taken to a different place as well. Uh, So we certainly acknowledge uh, that God is a God of justice, and we cry out for that justice even now, recognizing that the blood of Abel, uh, you know, uh, the blood of Christ speaks more graciously uh, than the the blood of abel uh, and that the blood of all those uh, innocents uh, cries from the ground cries of justice um, uh, calling for things to be made made right accusing those who have abused their power yeah that's that's all there uh, but the blood of christ speaks more graciously uh, than all of that um, it, it speaks toward even those who have done wrong uh, in this way. Derek Kidner writes as men in need who may yet be rescued, they are to be loved and sought as men who have injured us. They must be forgiven, but as men to follow or to cultivate and hear the Psalms and the new Testament speak with one voice, they are to be rejected utterly as are the principalities and powers behind them. Um, uh, So everything turns as we connect this to Jesus, as we connect it to the cross. Um, So verses 30 and 31 turn from a prayer to actually a vow of praise and probably the most remarkable uh, picture in this whole psalm. Back in verse 6, it talked about asking for Satan to stand on his right hand. But then in verse 31, for he stands, God, Yahweh, at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. That is so powerful. Uh, Tim Keller writes, in ancient law courts, your accuser would stand at your right hand, protecting his case, prosecuting his case against you. David declares that he's the victim of false indictments and hopes that a prosecutor would be put at his enemy's right hand. Now suddenly the scene changes and God, who stands at the right hand of the needy, to defend them, uh, not accuse them. Uh, In Jesus Christ, God came to be our advocate and he stands for our defense when we are accused. And when Jesus, the true advocate, came, he forgave his betrayer and enemies and so should we. This is the power of the cross. So we connect to the cross and we point toward the life to come, uh, that justice will finally uh, be served, that all things will be set right and made new universally, cosmically. Uh, But in the meantime, we pray in that gap. And uh, this prayer uh, from Tim Keller is a good way to close this out. Lord, I confess my grudges. I justify them because I am not seeking repayment, but I avoid some people, and I hope for them to fail. Help me forgive fully all the way down and begin to pray for their repentance and good. My sin, dear Savior, made thee bleed, yet thou didst pray for me. Amen. Um, Friends, in the words of Bob Goff, love difficult people. You're one of them. Alright, a little longer than usual today, but lots of good stuff packed in here. Peace, my friends. Share that peace.